Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, presented by ChangeUp. I'm Owen Shadrick, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Johnny Maffey. Johnny, how are you today? I'm great, Owen. Thanks for, to everyone for tuning in, whether they're watching or listening. We had another B on today. Yeah, the bees are buzzing, and the main reason why is their third baseman, Luke Broadhurst, who is on this podcast today. Luke was a great interview, talked about his hot start to the season, as well as his take on the home run derby. I mean, he's got four of them. He's tied for the league lead. He also talked about his time at Eastern Connecticut and how he transferred over from UConn. Yeah, he has a laundry list of 2021 accolades. He was named to the Rawlings, ACBA, and the D3Baseball.com first-team All-American list. And he was also the D3Baseball.com New England Player of the Year. So it was great to have him on, and it's great to see him. I think he's uh, – not I think. I know. He's reached base in all but three games this year for the Bees. And, yeah, it's a, it's a main reason that, that they're buzzing. Yeah, Lucas had an unbelievable season, and the Bees continue to climb back up in the standings. And we don't want to talk anymore. You guys want to hear Luke Broadhurst. So without further ado, we present our interview with Luke Broadhurst. Let's roll. At this time, we are honored to be joined by our next guest, who has had an impressive start to the 2021 summer. He was also the D3Baseball.com New England Player of the Year and is currently buzzing to start the 2021 season, as they say. It's Luke Broadhurst of the New Britain Bees. Luke, how are you today? I'm great. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, we're really excited for this interview. And I mentioned it off the top. You've been red hot out of the gate. You're hitting 339 with four home runs, 15 runs scored, and 11 RBIs. How have you felt so far this summer? Yeah, you know, I've just been trying to build off of what I was able to do this spring. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a good start to the summer. So just looking to keep that going. So what's impressed you so far about your team this summer? This is a great group of guys that we have. We have guys from a lot of different places and just a lot of overall talent that I think in a short period of time has been able to come together. And I think we're really starting to hit our stride now. So it's been fun. So what have you learned from Coach McKillop and the rest of your staff so far? Coach McKillop is a player's coach and I love playing for him and he makes coming to the park every day a lot of fun and his approach and mindset that he gives to us just allows us to just have fun out there and and just compete because you know we're all talented and the the game's hard enough so he kind of just he gives us guidance but he he lets us do our thing out on the field which is which is a lot of fun yeah certainly a lot of fun especially the way he described it when he was on the podcast for sure and you're from Stafford Connecticut and obviously you know New Britain Stadium and the Bees mean so much to the state of Connecticut what does it mean to represent your state and play for the Bees yeah it's awesome like he said I'm from Connecticut so you always hear about New Britain Stadium and myself as a kid growing up back when they were the Rockcats, I used to go to games and Little League and stuff and, and watch all those guys play. And the fact that I'm playing on that same field for, for this team is, is pretty surreal. So it's definitely a, a really cool experience. So the long ball this summer has certainly been your friend. You've had four bombs so far, which is tied for the league lead actually as of right now. How'd you develop into a power hitter? When did that start to happen? Because, you know, you have two, two tools as a hitter. As you hit almost 400 in the spring, you're, you're hitting a bunch of uh, base hits now. But how, how does that power and the, the hit for average part factor in? And when did you develop the power? Yeah, you know, 
I think I really have to credit it a lot to my swing and my swing has definitely developed a lot over the years since I started in college and that accompanied with just working out and getting stronger and, and bigger has definitely been a big thing for me in terms of the power. I like to think of myself as a guy that can hit for contact and average, but also put balls out of the park too. So I just try to be as well-rounded as I can. But yeah, I would definitely attribute the power aspect to just being around great hitters and learning a lot from them and what works for them. And I've just kind of found something with my swing that has enabled me to have some success. So yeah, and you can definitely prove that success after the 10th inning in the Futures League with the home run derby to win it. What is the Luke Broadhurst take on the home run derby to win it? I love that. I mean, I think it's, I think that's electric, especially with summer ball. I think it's really cool. The games can tend to be pretty long. So after the 10th inning to decide a game in that fashion, I think it's something that you don't get to experience ever. So, and I think it's great for the fans too. You know, I think they love to see that. Everyone loves to see home runs. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that at some point in the summer we can we can do that. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are hosting the All-Star Game, so we'll get to that part later. But the home run trot is a popular topic this year in the MLB and the FCBL. Uh, we see guys stuttering around third. We see guys spinning around first. I developed mine when I was hitting wiffle ball home runs off my sister. But uh, <laughs> it, now it looks classy and cool, which is how I describe yours. So what's do you do that on purpose, or do you ever do you ever do the stutter around third or pimp it? I mean, I've definitely. I've definitely pimped some home runs before, for sure. I've definitely given the bat flip here and there a few times, but honestly, like, I just try to do things the same way all the time. So, yeah, I would say my home run trot is is pretty pretty normal, I guess I would say. But I do, like, you know, and if it's a big, if it's a big home run, like, I'll give it, like, the stomp on home plate. Like, I like to do that a little bit, but. Yeah, I've yet, I've yet to do like the the stutter around before third base and stuff like that. Like that, I probably won't ever do. But <laughs> yeah, the big situations deserve the big theatrics when you're rounding the bases for sure. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So I mean, I think it's I think it's fun. So and the All Star Game this season for the FCBL will take place in New Britain, and it will certainly be a major attraction for Futures League fans all across New England. If you were to promote it in your own way, what should fans look forward to most about New Britain Stadium and the city itself? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I haven't played at every stadium so far, but just in the ones that I have, I personally think that New Britain has one of the best, if not the best, in terms of just the stadium atmosphere and also the playing surface. So for us to be hosting the All-Star Game, I think is awesome and i think it's going to be a great experience for all the teams that will be coming to participate but especially since it's in connecticut i think that it's going to be even bigger because we'll have more people from the home state coming out to watch all these talented guys so i'm looking forward to that yeah we're extremely excited for that it'll be july 12th and 13th all the festivities will take place so definitely look forward to that and one thing that happens during the All-Star Weekend is scout days, where scouts come and look at 
FCBL players all across the league. We know your goal is professional baseball. So how will you prepare to show out in front of the scouts in a few weeks time? Yeah, you know, I'm just going to try to show my tools off. I think I have good speed, good power, and I think I, I think I check all the boxes. So I'm just trying to to showcase that as best I can and just just have fun with it you know I mean I've been playing this game for a long time so I'm just trying to do the best I can just try to show that I can compete at the highest level and that's all that's all it is yeah you're certainly showcasing it so far this year in the FCBL you had a nice hitting streak going last week over a seven game stretch you went 12 for 26 you knocked in seven runs you scored eight runs yourself and you had three bombs and I think you struck out just once over that seven game stretch. So as that kept extending, did you feel more pressure or were you just hitting like hitting like usual and going up with the same approach? Yeah, you know, I try not to get caught up in any of the streaks or stuff like that. I just try to stick to my same approach every day and just trying to do my best at the play and just, just see the ball well. That's the biggest thing. I just try to set small goals for myself and in each at bat and just try to hit the ball hard and sometimes they're fortunate enough to be hit so that's that's all I'm trying to do Looked like a beach ball that week to you <laughs> yeah I was feeling I was feeling good for sure yeah you you must have and this entire season I mean it's been it's been pretty ridiculous you've only not reached base in three games so what's your secret what did they feed you at Eastern because we'll, we'll get to that in a second we'll get to Eastern in a second but you've been hot since last winter I guess I just I try to just get on base as much as I can, whether it's via a walk or a hit. I think that I have good speed and I want to be able to help my team win as much as I can. So I can only do that if I'm on base and not in the dugout. So, you know, whether that's stealing bases or going first to third or scoring from second on someone else's hit, like I'm just trying to impact the game as much as I can. and the only way to do that is if you're on base. So just trying to put the ball in play as much as possible too, and just try to limit, limit strikeouts as much as I can. Yeah. So back to more of a logistical question here, what led you to the bees and playing in new Britain? I know it's your home state and everything, but uh, walk us through that. Yeah. You know, um, it was a great opportunity that was presented to me from my coaches at Eastern back in the fall. And my teammate, Ryan Bagazarian, he played on the Bees last summer. So he, he had a great experience and he had nothing but good things to say about it. So it was definitely something that I wanted to do and, and challenge myself to do. So when the opportunity presented itself, I, I jumped on it and it was a, it was a great decision. So, yeah, we're really happy to have you here for sure. And more in terms of general baseball, you played third base for the Bees and Eastern, but you played shortstop in high school and are listed as an outfielder and an infielder on the Eastern website. So what is your favorite position to play and what's it like moving around the diamond so much? Yeah, so, you know, coming into Eastern, when I transferred in 2019, I was more so of a utility player, just trying to find my way into the lineup whenever I could. And... Eastern was actually the first time that I had ever played outfield before. So that was definitely a new experience. And I played right field for, I think, about 10 games or so, I want to say. 
and played first base for a little over 10 and then second base. And I didn't, I didn't start playing third until the fall of 2020. And I really grew to love third base. You know, like you said, I've, I was a shortstop all throughout high school. So being on the left side of the field was definitely more comfortable for me. And it just felt like a great fit right off the bat. And I've definitely come to enjoy playing third a lot. So I would say that that's my favorite position right now. Before we get back to Luke Broadhurst, we want to share a message from our friends at 78 Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England. Not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and hitting net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. The team at 78 Sports has designed and installed hundreds of home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you plan the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y number eight sports.com for a limited time. Just by mentioning back to the futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S E V E N T Y number eight sports.com. Now back to our episode with Luke Broadhurst. Yeah, you certainly did well in the spring too, where you have a laundry list of awards here. I'm about to list D three baseball.com's any player, new England, excuse me, player of the year. You're in recognition as a D3.baseball.com, ABCA, and Rawlings first team All-American. So congratulations on that. How did it feel after a long winter and a, the longest offseason ever to get recognized when those awards rolled around? Yeah, thank you, first of all. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, was just, it was a real honor to be presented with, with all those accolades for sure. You know, a lot of hard work went into that, so definitely felt great to be to be recognized and like you said it was it was a long time coming you know having the season last spring get canceled and you know there was just a lot of a lot of motivation to just work really hard in the off season and just be as prepared as I possibly could for the start of this spring because I knew we had something special with our team and I just wanted to be able to capitalize on that and, and just do as best as I could. So, yeah. And you certainly performed mightily and, you know, putting all that into context, your freshman year, you hit three thirteen. your sophomore year, you picked up where you left off and, but only got to play five games this year, you nearly hit 400. How did you improve your game? And you touched on it, like, especially during the unprecedented times that we, we faced, how did you continue to improve your game despite COVID and everything that happened? Yeah, you know, it was it was definitely tough to be able to fit in as many reps as a traditional off season, but you know, I was fortunate enough to have access to facilities through the majority of it and just did as much as I could and I think that really paid off, but yeah, like you said, it was definitely a different kind of off season with COVID and everything, but I still felt prepared for this, this season. And I was, I was one of the few people that was fortunate enough to be able to play this past summer. You know, I didn't play in the futures league, but I played in the CCBL. So 
that was a great experience just being able to get back out on the field and, and see live pitching again. So I think all of that definitely benefited me for sure. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness. Some, some summer teams, I mean, some summer leagues uh, got to play last summer. So going back a few more years, what led you to Eastern Connecticut state from UConn? Uh, we'll, we'll ask you a little bit about UConn in a second, but did you stay in Connecticut for obvious reasons that you're from there and you seem to like playing a lot of baseball there or what, what, what were the other factors? The deciding factor for me was that I definitely did want to stay close to home and I had already redshirted one year at UConn my freshman year. So being able to go somewhere that I could play right away and not have to sit out a year was, was a big factor in that decision and Eastern was just a great fit. I took a visit and I had obviously known about Eastern's baseball history and the success that they had had and the new coaching staff with Coach Ham, Coach Wojcik coming in. You know, it seemed like a really great opportunity for myself to be able to go and impact the team right away. And that was important for me. Yeah, so you're Stafford, Connecticut is kind of a hub of the Futures League where you can get up to Worcester quick. You can get down to the Connecticut teams. You can get over to Westfield. Your parents must like having you so close, too. Yeah, absolutely. I've been fortunate enough that I've played the, the majority of my career close to home. And, you know, I, I don't think I can think of a game where at least my mom or my dad weren't weren't at the game. So I've definitely been been spoiled in that in that aspect that I've always had great support so yeah and support hasn't come from just your parents obviously you've got plenty of teammates that you played with both from UConn and from Eastern but there's also teammates spread across the Futures League so what's it like not only playing with those guys but also playing against them and kind of stirring up a little competition yeah you know just just last night we played the Norwich Sea Unicorns and we have four teammates from Eastern on that team and the starting pitcher, Brian Albee is an Eastern guy too. And the catcher, Matt Malcolm is also an Eastern guy. So it was a, it was a cool battle last night and being able to face those guys. It's a lot of fun to see them in a different uniform. And it's, it's a unique experience that you can only get playing summer ball. So it's definitely it's definitely a lot of fun to to compete against those guys yeah they're they're trying to get you it's it's almost like fall ball too when it's the pitcher and the catcher that's that's it's crazy it's probably one of the funner games of the summer yeah no doubt no doubt so your successes in high school led you to stores but some unfortunate injuries happened and uh that made your time there pretty short what can you share about the recruitment process to uconn and what led you to the Husky baseball program? Yeah, so going into my junior year, I had done a couple of showcases that summer. And that was kind of really my first kind of breakout onto the recruiting scene and being able to showcase my abilities. So they had reached out after one of the showcases and I was, I was excited to get that call and be able to 
take a visit to the campus and everything. And they were one of the first schools that reached out to me actually. So, you know, I, I was definitely, I was definitely pumped about that. And, you know, it was a great experience, great recruiting experience, being able to go to that school. It was, it was definitely a dream through. So. Yeah. And obviously it's, it's, that's a great story because you get to represent your state at UConn and now for Eastern. So that's awesome. And at Stafford High School, you were a four-year shortstop. You were named first team Class S All-State and All-Conference three times, and you were a member of the conference title team your sophomore year. How would you rate your overall high school experience, and what was it like to have the success that you did? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, I was able to play with with a lot of talented kids right off the bat my freshman year, and we had a really solid team, and I was I was lucky enough to be able to start and play as a freshman, so you know, I was kind of thrown into the fire right away. And that definitely helped me with my development, I feel, and getting that experience, you know, and I was fortunate enough to have a, a great coach and Scott Martin, who has a great history with baseball as a player and as a coach. So I really couldn't have asked for a better experience, to be honest. Yeah, that's great to hear. Before we return to our interview with Luke Broadhurst, we want to share a message from our friends at On Demand Storage. Are you tired of living in clutter? Do you need more space around your home or office? Are you sick of visiting your self-storage unit? Does your business need a way to securely and conveniently store excess materials? On Demand Storage will pick up your items directly from your location and put them in storage for you. When you want something put back, give us a call and we can deliver it back right away. We bring convenience to the outdated self-storage process. Visit ondemandstorage.com and submit an inquiry. During sign-up, mention the Futures League and receive 50% off your storage pickup. Once again, that's ondemandstorage, all one word, dot com. We now return to our interview with Luke Broadhurst. You also played a little hoops in high school. So how, what did you learn on the court and how did you transfer that onto the diamond? Yeah, I played, I played two, two seasons. Um, yeah, but I had always played more than one sport I played soccer basketball baseball even played a little hockey growing up too so I was definitely always doing something and I think that helped me a lot I'm definitely a a big advocate for that and and not specializing in one thing for for too long I think you develop a lot of your athleticism playing other sports and like you said I think playing basketball and and all the different things that you do in that game, I think translates to the field with, you know, my ability to jump the the speed and the power. I think those are things that you can definitely develop playing other sports. And, you know, it wasn't until my junior year of high school where I really decided like, I want to focus on baseball and, and put all my time into that. But yeah, you know, playing other sports and basketball specifically definitely helped a lot. And on the court, what's your specialty? You just mentioned a couple of uh, qualities that you have, but what, what, when you're on the court, what are you trying to do the most? Yeah. You know, I was always kind of a smaller kid growing up. It wasn't until really like later on in high school that I got some of my height. So I was kind of always the, the point guard. So I definitely looked to, to drive the lane a lot and, and try to get to the basket as much as I could. 
and dish out some assists too but i could definitely i like to shoot behind the line a lot too so you know i tried to be as well versed as i could but yeah it was a lot of fun playing basketball i definitely miss those days so your free throw stats better than ben simmons (laughs) i think i can confidently say yeah yeah thank god (laughs) all right so back to the baseball field today's thursday Walk me through a routine of what your week's like heading into the weekend and um, how you use the off day, everything everything to do in a, a Luke Broadhurst week. Yeah, so I, I try to stay as consistent as I can. We definitely are getting home most of the time pretty late, but I try to still stick to my same routine and, and getting into the gym prior to these games and having to get to the field. So that was something that really worked for me this spring at Eastern. And, you know, I was able to play all 40 games and wasn't injured. So that's definitely something that I attribute it to is my work in the gym and, and doing mobility and stuff. That's, that's a big thing for me. So I definitely try to try to get those days in, try to get in there three to four times a week before games. So that helps me a lot, but, then after that, just trying to get to the field early and get get loose and just get get ready for the pregame and just trying to get better prior to the start of the game, getting in reps, hitting, and fielding. So obviously, the D three schedule isn't as much of an everyday game wise schedule as as the summer ball schedule is this summer. So how important it is to stay in the gym. You know, you said three to four times a week and did that change at all? Did that decrease or increase from what your spring routine was like? Yeah, I would say it's not as intense as my spring routine was, you know, I'm really just kind of trying to maintain what I've, what I've been able to build up over the spring and in the off season, I'm really not trying to push myself any harder than I am on the field playing every day. So, you know, it's really just about just getting in your, getting in your work and just trying to do the small stuff to just keep yourself healthy is the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. And you certainly get out what you put in. So it says on your player bio, this is my most serious question of the day that I quote, you want to dye your hair a tasteful hazelnut blonde. (laughs) Paint us a picture of who has a, the hair you want or if there's an actor, celebrity, and why Hazelnut Blonde. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, I was just having a little bit of fun with those <laughs> those questions. You know, if you looked at some of my teammates, that would probably just be like something bland, like blonde or something. Like I just wanted to throw like a little, a little flair in there. But, yeah, it's funny. You know, we actually – Back in 2019 for our conference playoffs, most of the guys on the team, we all dyed our hair blonde. So that was definitely pretty cool. We had like the the mohawks going with the with the bleach blonde hair. So that was pretty fun. So but yeah, that the hazelnut blonde, I think that I think that's just a little like a little different than the typical answer. So that's kind of why I threw that in there. Yeah, absolutely. Those, those are some good answers on that player bio. Yeah, for sure. And and we'll look forward to uh, the taste, tasteful hazelnut blonde later in the season, for sure. 
And how about a message to Bees fans before we get to our final segment? We're starting to hit our stride now. You know, we've we've had great support from the fans in New Britain, you know, on a constant basis, whether that's on a Tuesday night or a Saturday night. There's there's always people there wanting to support us. So we really appreciate that and we feed off of that. So we just gotta keep that momentum going and just love seeing the love seeing the people out at the park. So Absolutely. And the bees are buzzing, as they say. Bees are buzzing. Yep. We now move on to our final segment. It's called Quick Hits. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high quality and innovative design since 1993. So, Luke, we have a couple more questions for audience to get to know you better. Is that cool? Of course. All right, let's roll. Favorite baseball teammate that you've ever played with? I'd have to say Josh Simpson. Yeah, he's one of my best friends. He's a left-handed pitcher currently in the Miami Marlins organization. It was a great experience. I got to play with him all throughout Little League and also into high school, too, for two years. So we definitely developed a great relationship on the field. So I would have to say him. That's awesome. And then how about favorite ballpark you've played in and one that you've attended as a fan? I think I'd have to say the Yard Goat Stadium. That's that's a cool one. Uh, I got to play a couple games there once in high school and then once for Legion Ball. So that was that was a great experience. They have a great facility over there. And then how about a sporting event or sports stadium that's on your bucket list? Yeah, you know, I'm a Red Sox guy, but I would definitely like to venture out to some other stadiums. I think the brand new Texas Ranger Stadium is pretty cool. You know, I, I definitely would like to go out there and I definitely want to visit Texas too and, and be down um, south a little. I've never done that. So I think that would be a unique experience. Yeah, definitely. Newest stadium in the majors that it's got to be a cool site for sure. And you just alluded to it. You're a Red Sox fan. So how about favorite big league player, whether it's current or historical? Yeah, I think I'd have to go Dustin Pedroia for me. Yeah, I love watching him growing up and the brand of baseball that he played was all out all the time. So I definitely try to take parts of his game into mine. So I'd say him. So you just touched on it. You do model a little bit of your game after Pedroia, but are there any other players in the majors that you try to model your game after, especially third baseman? Yeah. I mean, I love, I love watching Nolan Arenado, Matt Chapman, those guys. I definitely look up to and and find myself on YouTube watching their, their highlight reels and just trying to see the stuff that they do and and try to put that into my game. However I can, it's definitely, it's, it's blast watching those guys play. So. Yeah. Arenado's highlight tapes endless. Yeah, for sure. All right, so what's what's your walk-up music at New Britain Stadium this summer? Yeah, so I went I went country this summer and Kenny Chesney here and now. Oh, one of the new ones. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's a good step into the box type of song. The lyrics speak for themselves. You know, the best best place I want to be is standing in that box and hitting. So it it fit well. Absolutely. And are you superstitious when it's whether you step into the box or pregame or throughout the day? Yeah, I would I would definitely say I'm a very superstitious guy. I definitely like to switch things up, whether it's wearing my pants up or pants down, wearing stirrups, you know, whatever whatever worked that specific night, I'm gonna do it again the next day. So 
I just kind of try to keep that routine and rhythm going. But yeah, I would definitely say I'm, I'm pretty superstitious. Yeah. If it's working, it's working. And what's your favorite ballpark food when you're at the game as a fan? Oh, I would have to go, I'd have to go sausage and peppers from Fenway park. That would, that'd be my go-to. It's probably the most popular so far. Are you a uh, bubble gum guy or a sunflower seeds guy? Yeah, I'm, I like to have seeds pregame, but I'm not one of those types of people that can do it during the game. Like, I feel like it just kind of distracts me a little bit. So I definitely I definitely like to have the seeds, though, pregame and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a guy who, who I, I can't focus with the seeds in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The last question of our quick hit segment presented by Zephyr, what's your favorite all-time baseball memory? Oh, I'd have to say going back to Little League, um, our 11 and 12-year-old year, we won our district championship, and that was actually the first time in our town's history that any team had ever won it. And I was fortunate enough to be the the closing pitcher of that game. So that was that was a really awesome experience getting to 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 dogpile after after winning that. So I'd say that. And it's a little league memories you never forget. So that's awesome. That's a great all-time baseball memory for sure. Well, Luke, that's all we have for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Best of luck with everything, and we can't wait to see you at New Britain Stadium all season long. Yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, thanks, Luke. And this has been episode 15 of season three of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.